Bachelor brand, mm-hmm. even before like a lot of uh, online boutiques were popular and things mm-hmm. like that, you were one of the, the front runners in the industry. And just kind of looking back over some of the stuff that you were doing um, is like the blueprint now. Mm-hmm. And not, not necessarily yeah. saying a lot of people copied off of you, but just to yeah. kind of see how a lot of stuff goes is like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the photo shoots, you know, right. going to destinations to do different things like that, just keeping it all fresh. Like right. when I was doing some research on your line, I was like, a lot of people don't do that. So where did that right. come from? Like the well, marketing mind behind the business? You know what? One of my college professors told me that I would, I went to school to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. She said, you should go into marketing. I surprised her with a, a assignment we had one time. And she was like, listen, I want you to go and do an internship yeah. in marketing. And I didn't do it because I was like, I want to be a teacher. I don't need yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need that. <laughs> uh, but once I got into this business, I started to uh, always look at what they were doing. Before I got into it, I, w- I was looking at, there were like three or four boutiques I was following. Okay. Um, now it's a plethora of them. Yeah. Um, but I was watching them and I was saying, okay, what are they doing? And a lot of people were taking their phones and taking pictures on their own. Yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, nah, we're going to go to, um, I went and had a photo shoot. Spent so much money mm-hmm. on professional photo shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of them, I didn't like what I got back. Okay. So then after that, I was like, all right, we're going to switch it up. Uh, no more in the um, in the studio photo shoot. Let's go outside. Okay. Let's make the world our stage. Yeah, and so, that's dope. Uh, one of my exes gave me a camera uh-huh. and said, here, here you go. Do your thing. I don't know how to really use it. Yeah. Uh, but from that point on, I started doing my own photography. You were uh, shooting the pictures yourself? I always shoot the pictures. Still now. Are you serious? Yeah. I would have never knew. Yeah. You, you do a great job of oh, capturing the photos. Yeah. Thank I you. thought you had a professional photographer. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I just, uh, I love fashion. Okay. I love clothing. I love plus size girls feeling good. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tap Network. Listen, I'm excited to bring you guys another uh, interview, man. This is going to be good. A good friend of mine, uh, Brittany. Look, I, uh, I was thinking, I was talking to Patrice before uh, mm-hmm. I came over to this interview. I was like, man, you know, when I think about like our background and mm-hmm. how long we've been knowing each other, we went to high school mm-hmm. together, went to college, and she was like, you was our, our college roommate. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. yeah I said, were. actually, I, I was our college roommate. You so were. look, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come I'm on and do this interview. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really so am. do me a favor. We're mm-hmm. going to introduce you real All quick, right, cool. and then we'll kind of jump into some of the business stuff. Okay, so cool. So just tell everybody about you a little bit, uh, how you got started in the industry, name of your company, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll go from there. All right. I'm Brittany Bird. Uh, I am the owner of Figure 8 Curve. We are a plus-size boutique, uh, an online plus-size boutique uh, straight out of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, How I got started, it's a story. Um, But for the most part, uh, had a friend, started her own boutique. Uh, I watched her build it up and uh, pull it out. And then she decided, you know, I want to sell plus-size clothes. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm excited. She brought out a plus-size line. And I was like, ah. So, um, I also um, had gotten fired from a job, and um, I did my taxes. It was one of the first years I was able to claim myself, yeah, 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 and just uh, be independent. 
And I got my tax check back. And okay. I used, I think, $1,000. I started with $1,000. Yeah. Took $1,000 um, and used that $1,000 and bought a whole bunch of clothes. And uh, the rest is history. For sure. When did you start? How long has it been since you've been in business? Oh, uh, this year in July, it'll be 10 years. 10 years. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank the, you. the 10 is a, is a big number. They say uh, most businesses don't even make it past five. So oh. to come up on 10 is huge. Yeah, it is. And sometimes when I think about it, it shocks me that I'm about to be in a 10 year because I don't do a lot of anniversary things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to start doing more of it, but. To think that okay, it's about to be ten years. We got to do something major, yeah, to bring out this ten years. Oh yeah, you got to celebrate it for sure. So look, I, so of course you know the equity tap. We're talking to entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Most of them are um, startup. Some of them have been in business for a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, our goal with the equity tap is just to provide any type of information to be able to help those entrepreneurs scale, grow. And you're the first uh, boutique, online boutique that we've okay, had on the show. Cool. So I'm excited about diving into Trailblazing. Yeah, some of these <laughs> questions to help entrepreneurs okay. out. So you said you started with $1,000. Walk me back. What did that look like once you got that uh, initial $1,000 from your tax return? Mm-hmm. How did you invest that in the encounter? What did that, how did that take you? What did that start? Okay, so with the first $1,000, um, what did I think about? Um, I had to think about product. Yeah. So what I did is I started looking around at uh, different vendors and trying to figure out, okay, how much are the clothes? And um, I decided on 10 looks. I said, I'm going to do 10 looks. And so within this $1,000 and after that, I have to buy packaging. I didn't know yeah. anything about business. <laughs> Literally uh, just said, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah, going to do yeah. it. And uh, I did it, but... Um, so with the thousand dollars, basically it was just clothes and a little bit of packaging. Let me tell you a crazy thing is, I bought some perfume. Okay. Uh, because I used to go to Abercrombie and Finch or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the smell, so I was like, okay. I want my clothes to smell like something when I open up. So I used to spray the clothes. So I bought <laughs> that. I bought like three bottles of that. I don't even, I don't even ask me the type of perfume. Yeah, yeah, nah, it's all good. Um, yeah, I did that, and then um. Just started selling the clothes. And no, it really wasn't just that easy just to start selling the clothes. I had to make some hype about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and at that time, it was early on. It was I didn't see a lot of plus size boutiques yeah. out. So um I had to start talking about it and telling other people, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna start selling uh clothing and see how people felt about it. Yeah. And so once I did it, so many people came that I didn't think knew me, mm, knew of yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. Thought I dressed nice, because I didn't, I, I felt like I dressed nice enough, but I didn't look at myself as a fashionista, but yeah. uh, so many people started saying, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to shop with you. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I want to buy your clothes. I'm like, okay, cool. So yeah. it just went up from there. That's cool. I think it's interesting because once you start companies, you don't necessarily know which direction is going to mm-hmm. go, how it's going to grow. Uh, and just out of curiosity, do you know how many different, like, countries that you've been able to serve in your business do you Um, ship international or do you i have shipped international at 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 the moment i am not shipping international because shipping international costs so yeah 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 yeah. uh so until we get those um uh business accounts with uh different shipping vendors uh yeah right now it's, uh, it's national but uh at the beginning my first five years i did whatever okay uh and so i would say i've probably shipped to about Six or seven different countries outside oh, of the wow. United States. Yeah, we got Africa. Uh, a lot of people yeah. out of the UK uh, inboxed me a lot about uh, shipping. I had uh, a few Caribbean, 
Um, where else? I don't know. I can't yeah. tell you, but it's been. In, but it's I, cool. I've, yeah. I've shipped in some places. It it amazes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reach. That's the power of social media. You know what I mean? Social media is so powerful that yeah. you can just step outside of your own little box, and so many people can just gravitate to you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, and, and since you mentioned social media, I think that's one of the things that I've noticed about your brand. Mm -hmm. Even before like a lot of uh, online boutiques were popular and things mm -hmm. like that, you were one of the, the front runners in the industry. And just kind of looking back over some of the stuff that you were doing um, is like the blueprint now. Mm -hmm. And not, not necessarily yeah. saying a lot of people copied off of you, but just to yeah. kind of see how a lot of stuff goes is like, you mm -hmm. know, uh, the photo shoots, you know, right. going to destinations to do different things like that, just keeping it all fresh. Like right. when I was doing some research on your line, I was like, a lot of people don't do that. So where did that right. come from? Like the well, marketing mind behind the business? You know what? One of my college professors told me that I, would, I went to school to be a teacher. Hmm. She said, you should go into marketing. I surprised her with a, a assignment we had one time. And she was like, listen. I want you to go and do an internship yeah. in marketing. And I didn't do it because I was like, I'm gonna be a teacher. I don't need yeah, it. Yeah, I don't yeah. need it. <laughs> uh, but once I got into this business, I started to uh, always look at what they were doing. Before I got into it, I was I was looking at there were like three or four boutiques I was following. Okay. Um, now it's a plethora of them. Yeah. Um, but I was watching them and I was saying, okay, what are they doing? And a lot of people were taking their phones and taking pictures on their own. Yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, nah, we're going to go to, um, I went and had a photo shoot. Spent so much money mm -hmm. on professional photo shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of them, I didn't like what I got back. Okay. So then after that, I was like, all right, we're going to switch it up. Uh, no more in the uh, in the studio photo shoot. Let's go outside. Okay. Let's make the world our stage. Yeah, and so, that's dope. Uh, one of my exes gave me a camera uh -huh. and said, here, here you go. Do your thing. I don't know how to really use it. Yeah. Uh, but from that point on, I started doing my own photography. You were uh, shooting the pictures yourself? I always shoot the pictures. Still now. Are you serious? Yeah. I would have never knew. Yeah. You, you do a great job of capturing oh, the photo. Yeah. You. I thought I you had a professional photographer. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I just, oh, I love fashion. Okay. I love clothing. I love plus size girls feeling good and yeah. doing their thing. So for me to be behind the camera and just getting my models to do yeah. their thing, oh my God, that just makes me so happy. So, um, that's basically how I started with trying to be different. Okay. Now it, I'm, I'm at a stage, I've been in this thing for 10 years now, so yeah. I'm starting to see more people doing what I did, and then I see some people, shoot, doing it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's, it's, I don't get upset. I congratulate them. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 now yeah, it's yeah. time to go back to the drawing board. We got to do something different. It's time to figure out. What's next? What's my next yeah. uh, big thing? So, yeah. And in this space with, you know, just content and the way it's taken off, of course, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, it was big, but it's, it was nowhere close to being as big as oh. it is now. And that's one of the things that, you know, I'm always challenged with, too. Like, how do you be innovative mm -hmm. in, in this market that moves so fast? Because something that you were doing a year ago, it may not be relevant now. So, mm -hmm. once you're looking for, like, inspiration, I know you said you, you follow several different boutiques, mm -hmm. but, like, what are you reading? What are you studying to kind of keep yourself top of your game, knowing what, what fashion items to, you know, put out and things like that? Um, okay, so a lot of times uh, it's not the boutiques. I really don't follow the boutiques for uh, any motivation. 
what I read is because now that I've been in this situation, uh, this business for ten years, yeah, I'm looking at myself more as a CEO for sure than a hustler. Okay, that's what I was at the beginning. <laughs> so when it comes to reading, I'm reading this book called Winning. I don't know the name, the author's name. Uh-huh. I'm between two books. Uh, there's one called Ten Pillars of Wealth. Uh, I have to write that down. Ten Pillars of Wealth. He always gets. I can't tell you the name. I, I pull my phone out. I can tell you, but Ten Pillars of Wealth uh, and Winning. Winning. Uh, I'm not that far into it. Ten okay. Pillars of Wealth. I am, and okay. And there's another book that I have on my desk at work. I have a job, people. <laughs> uh, but on my desk at work, it's called From Great to Good. No, From Good to Great. Good uh, to Great. I feel like I've heard that one before. Um, and it's about how CEOs take a company from just good to great and what that means yeah. to be a great company. For sure. Um, because I'm at a place, like I said, I'm at, it's been 10 years. So yeah, yeah. many people have come along, so many different boutiques have come along. Um, and so I'm, I'm, more, I'm ready to step out of that. I'm a boutique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's okay to say you're a boutique. It's a great thing. Sure. But I just want it to be a brand. Let me ask you about that because... A lot of people that's watching is entrepreneurs, and mm-hmm. a lot of times they either make the transition too late mm-hmm. or they don't make the transition at all. Mm-hmm. And the transition I'm talking about is from hustler to CEO. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will stay in that hustle phase. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Like, what did the hustle phase look like? Mm-hmm. And now that you're transitioning, what does the CEO phase look oh, like? It looks hectic and crazy. Yeah, because it's always hustler, hectic and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> as a hustler, for me, it was always. My checks and balances came from myself. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. I check myself on the budget. I check myself on the yeah. thing. But as trying to move into a CEO, it, I'm looking at it more as a business. Okay. And that we are two different entities and that I have to run this correctly. So yeah. Yo, what's going on, Equity Chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're going to be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're going to see a link. That link is going to give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we going to roll out? We're going to be opening up our studios this summer. We're going to be letting you guys come in. We're going to be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're going to be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're going to want to hit that email list and tap in. So look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. It takes a lot of organization and it takes a lot of knowledge on Mm -hmm. taxes. It takes a lot of knowledge on business structure, um, money, money management and stuff like that. It just, it takes um, a lot of organization and a lot of focus on this being a business. And then what I'm finding out now is that it takes help. It yeah, takes, yeah, yeah. you know, being a hustler, is, like I said, it was me. Yeah, yeah, But The solopreneur uh, phase, yeah. but yeah. looking at it now as a CEO, I'm learning that I need people. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, um, it's, it's the challenge that a lot of businesses mm-hmm. face. Once you reach that point of scale, it's like, all right, I can't do everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you continue to work in the business, then you limit yourself from trying to grow the business. Mm-hmm. So uh, transitioning from a hustler to a CEO is necessary, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to grow and scale it and, right. and produce the income that you want. Mm-hmm. So where does your love for fashion come from? Take me back a little bit. Okay, take you back. Oh, I've always loved clothes. Yeah. Um, I've always loved, what am I trying to say, fashion thing. Uh-huh. I've always loved clothing. I've always loved 
people getting dressed and feeling fly, looking yeah, yeah, yeah. good. And so um, growing up as a young plus size woman, I found that, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Yeah, take uh, your time. <laughs> uh, we had our eighth grade prom. Okay. And my mom was not somebody that, she wanted me to be cute, but she just didn't invest in clothes and style. Gotcha. It was just, hey, this looks good, put it on. I was a real tomboy. Okay. My mom used to shop for me in the guy section if mm. I wanted it. Uh, whereas if I had a child, no, nah, ma'am, yeah. you can put it on, but we're going to cuten it up or something. Sure. Okay, but uh, eighth grade prom, I went uh, to prom and I had on the ugliest. I don't have a picture of it today, and I'm so happy I don't. <laughs> the ugliest white outfit that my mom got from Catherine's. And if if you know about Catherine's, it's a plus size. This is one of the throwback plus okay. size places that my grandma used to work, yeah. uh, shop at and <laughs> Um, because I was plus size, my mom got me this outfit from Catherine's. And everyone else was cute in their little dresses with the spaghetti straps. And I got this oversized dress on with a, um, what is it, or something. It was just an over jacket that was long, <laughs> yeah. too sheer. I mean, and from that day, when I compared what I had on and I looked in the room, I said, I don't. I don't want to be different to the yeah. point where I'm looking older okay. and I don't feel fly. Mm. I want to feel fly. Yeah. So um, just always wanting to represent my state of fashion and okay. me feeling youthful and good is what drove me to love fashion. Gotcha, gotcha. And love then to see get the opportunity to become a plus-size fashion uh, I'm not going to say I'm a manufacturer, but yeah. at, this, at the point that I produce great plus-size clothing, it was it's a dream come true, honestly. Yeah, that's dope. So tell me about where the company is now, because I know mm-hmm. on social media you guys are blowing up. You mm-hmm. got uh, a decent-sized following. Where, where you guys at right now with your I following? I think we're at 42.7. Okay. Thousand? Yeah. So you'll be hitting mm-hmm. fifty thousand pretty quickly. Yeah, I hope so. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's coming <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so from zero to fifty thousand on social media, mm-hmm. getting your company started, like what were some of the challenges that you ran into? What were some of the learning curves? Oh, learning curves is to and especially now, um, the learning curves is was mostly uh just staying mm-hmm. up on content. Okay. Right. When I first started uh, social media, I mean, no, I first started on Instagram. Um, okay. I've just started really utilizing Facebook as much as I use Instagram, but uh, Instagram was my yeah. first catalyst into this thing. Facebook and is a hard one to use. It is. It's oh, hard. my God. Yeah. It is so many things to learn about Facebook. <laughs> the funnel. thing so big, yeah. Jesus Christ. But Instagram was easy. Yeah. It's, it's about capturing someone's vision right gotcha. and so that yeah we'll get to that but yeah. it's about, capturing, about it? yeah. yeah it's about capturing someone like someone scrolling oh let me see this and you have yeah. to capture them so you have to figure out how to capture um their their interest gotcha. um but at the beginning instagram was so easy they weren't business focused now they make it hard for you to be seen yeah uh oh my god but at at, at first it was just easy i started mm-hmm understand the hashtags and that people when they want to know something they yeah. gonna search the hashtag so i will put a hashtag in uh i'm dropping a quick gem but in real life i would go and find my followers uh okay. a lot of times i would go and if you plus size i'm following you i don't mm. and then i think that's how my reach 
uh, spread from being local okay. to actually being uh, international because yeah. I literally would go to a superstars page, okay. search, I see a plus size face. I know you yeah. probably, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to add you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they would follow back and then they would tell their friends and it just kept trickling on. And then when, and that was before I really had a lot of product. Okay. Right, and so and then when the product started matching the mm-hmm. the amount of followers I had, we were in good business. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's dope. Yeah. So you're saying one of the one of the keys to helping you grow is on social media. You would see people mm-hmm. that would fit the model of the clothing mm-hmm. that you would you want to sell, and you mm-hmm. would follow them. And I also noticed that um, in your career, you do a lot of or you have done some pop up shops. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've done a lot of them, oh, yeah. but how does that contribute to your growth? Oh, I love pop up shops. Um, I think I love pop-up shops the most because I'm actually able to meet the customers. Gotcha. Whereas they only get the customer's experience of being on your website, checking out, and getting their package. Mm -hmm. And how fast that happens, that's great customer experience. But you don't get to know the people behind the brand or the person, really just the person right now, but behind the brand. So uh, I think Cynthia Daniels is great with pop-up shops. Lord Jesus. But... (laughs) Uh, doing those pop-up shops, she would bring in so many different types of customers um, that were ready to shop. So them meeting me and me being able to have that conversation with them yeah. and uh, make them feel good, let them try, like them being able to touch the clothes because I don't, I don't mm. buy cheap. I like to buy products that are of quality okay. that you that you're gonna be able to wear and wear for a long time. So. Meeting them, letting them feel the clothes, getting letting them try on the clothes, and telling them how great it looks on them. It kept me uh, personable with them, yeah. and then that built a long-lasting um, clientele. Gotcha. So how do you go about selecting, like, your your pieces and, and your clothing? I know you said you kind of doing the manufacturing, and mm-hmm. I know when I ran a t-shirt company, we used to do a lot of stuff for you. And just, My favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> you would always come in with different apparel. Uh-huh. A lot of people that start fashion lines, they don't bring in their own apparel. Mm-hmm. They don't source their own stuff, at least mm-hmm. from my experience when we ran the company. And so they would get like a lot of the just the generic, mm-hmm. you know, brands, your Gildens, yeah. your, your you know, your Envy or your Bella yeah. Canvas and stuff like that. But that was the one thing that you were always different in. Bring my own stuff. Yeah, you would bring your own stuff. Yeah. So how does this selection process go? Well, um, it's a hard one because um, most of the time when you are a boutique owner, you're buying online. Um, okay. It's you can go to different sourcing events. Uh, and actually touch and feel, but a lot of times it's basically just buying online and yeah. seeing what you get. So uh, what I would do is probably test out some, uh, get a bump, get a uh, pack from a vendor, see if I like it. Is it okay. true to size? If I like the way it feels, if the, if the material is quality, yeah. then when you all were T-shirt lab, shoot it to y'all, let's mark it up. That was one of the biggest things. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and give you a high five. I appreciate it. <laughs> T-shirt Lab contributed to the success of Figure A Curve tremendously. Okay. Um, yeah, we were partners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the way we usually look at it. You know, uh-huh. whoever we work with was considered a partner yeah. of ours because we want to see you guys grow as well. Yeah. Um, now, taking the gloves off a little bit because mm-hmm. I think people hear, you know what I'm saying, about business, about entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and they see the highlights and the glamour of it all, but they don't mm-hmm. see the hard work. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I try to drive home all the time with entrepreneurs is like the mindset behind mm-hmm. uh, the brand. Yeah. What is, and I'm sitting, I ask you all this to kind of set this up, uh, like in one day, 
-hmm. How many, because I know you package and you used mm -hmm. to label and do all your own thing. I don't know if you still do that, but like, what's the most that you've ever had to ship out in one Ooh, day? Man. Okay. <laughs> so in one day, I would say maybe around 40. 40 pieces. Uh, okay. But that's in one day. Now, uh, Black uh, Friday or spring, early spring is my March and April text yeah. time, early spring. Um, we're, I break them up. Okay. So everybody's not going out in one day because it's just me and maybe if some people want to volunteer to help out, yeah, uh, we all do it together. So I would say the most in a day is forty, but yeah. if I if I'm getting hundreds of orders, I plan on getting all hundreds of, within three days. Three days, yeah. you gotta get all that out, gotcha. and, and and I guess my question is like, how do you balance all of that? Because of course. You know, you still work full time. Mm -hmm. uh, then you got your brand that's growing mm -hmm. at a rapid rate. And, of course, you know, we, we are so many things and so many different people. Like, how do you manage all of that and still get it get it all done? Oh, therapy. Therapy? <laughs> <laughs> For no, sure. <laughs> um, so it gets chaotic sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, being a full-time employee and being an entrepreneur gets very chaotic. And then just trying to be a person yeah, yeah, yeah. and grow up gets chaotic. Uh, so sometimes if um, life is beating me up or is a lot going on, yeah. I will pull back for okay. a moment. Um, and then get myself refocused, get myself back ready, and then yeah. we'll come back out. Um yeah, in therapy. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's interesting because a lot of people don't, you know, we let business control us mm -hmm. and we don't pull back in those moments where we recognize like, yo, this is mm -hmm. getting too much. And if I'm going to continue to grow the company, you got to mm -hmm. scale, you got to step, step back a second, mm -hmm. got to reevaluate everything in order to mm -hmm. scale it. So I thought that was, I think that's pretty key in, yeah. you know what I'm saying, helping you grow the business. I learned a lot um, because when I was going through certain things, and then still trying to push through and go. I like speedy um, shipments. I like to get you, get them their stuff fast. Got you, got you. Um, I also like to bring them a sense of flatness yeah. on social media. So I like to cultivate the culture that when you shop with Figure Eight Curve, you're you're getting something fly. You're gonna feel fly in it. Hopefully, you feel fly. So, you know, with a growing brand, one of the things that a lot of people, you know, look at is retention mm -hmm. and how do you retain customers? How do you keep them back, coming back mm -hmm. and things like that? Uh, do you have a lot of repeat customers that continue to order from you? I do have a lot of repeat customers. Shout out to the repeat customers. Yeah. How do you build, like, how do you build that culture? Because there's, as entrepreneurs, that's one of the things that we have trouble with. Mm -hmm. And it could be because of service. It could mm -hmm. be because of systematic flaws and things like yeah. that that they don't have in place to give that customer an experience to say, yo, I want to continue to shop continue with them. So what are some of like the key indicators that you look at that says, okay, I need to execute on these things for my customers to continue to come right. back? Um, customer experience from the website, uh, your, how easy it is, is it for you to navigate my website? So from yeah. the jump, um, well, even a lot of my customers, like I said, found me on Instagram. So yeah. how is my Instagram? My post, gotcha. does my post, uh, incite you? Does it make you feel good? Does it make you like this outfit? Okay, Does it make okay. you want to come? So that's sure. the first uh, view of Figure Eight Curve that a lot of people get is straight off of Instagram. Okay. And then traveling to my website, is it easy for you to navigate my website? Is it easy for you to check out? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I have come up with a few bumps in the road of finding out that's okay, a part certain of it. things yeah. work, some things don't work, so we're in the process of changing some stuff. 
Um, but then also, like I said, getting uh, your package to you on time, not having you to, because I don't get a lot of emails of people saying, hey, where is my package? You know, okay. that comes with the territory, but I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I pride myself on not having a lot of negative feedback because okay. I can honestly say I don't get a lot of negative feedback. Yeah. Um, and so, and then those repeat customers, I try to make sure um, I send them an email. I send them a thank you uh, note that we, you know, have sales every now and then. So yeah. you don't feel like you have to pay top dollar all the sure, time. For sure. um, I just try to keep them. And then my biggest thing is to stay abreast to what I have. Like if I'm going to always bring out fly stuff, yeah. I want to keep on bringing out the fly stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so that you'll know, okay. I get this from yeah, yeah, I got yeah. this from Figure Eight. Then next thing you know, you go and look. Okay, Figure Eight got something else yeah, yeah, that yeah. I like, and keeping up with what their what their likes are. Yeah. Um, and I heard something, mm. and you just made me think of it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know who I heard it from, but I was saying it's a difference between merch and a brand. Mm -hmm. Merch is you throw your logo on something and mm -hmm. you just reprint that all the time. Mm -hmm. You want an equity tab hoodie? I got equity tab hoodies. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes about that. Mm -hmm. But a brand. And you think about like some of these bigger stores and what they were saying was like they don't they do a t-shirt run they don't bring that t-shirt back mm -hmm. out uh mm -hmm. so is that kind of what you're saying with your strategy mm -hmm. you come out with something fly uh you got some staple items of course mm -hmm. but you always thinking about how can you continue to bring yeah. different products and services so i had this sweatshirt <clears throat> excuse me i had a sweatshirt saying doing it for the fly big girls yeah, yeah yeah it was a sweatshirt that I initially had you guys make for me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to wear it because I, I was going to a concert. I think it was a big Creek concert. Okay. And it had follow figure eight curve on the back. Mm -hmm. But I took a picture of it. And the next thing you know, so many of my customers started asking, okay, I need that. Yeah. Is that for sale? So then I came back and I was like, hey, T-shirt lab, we need some more. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think we have sold over 250. Oh, those, wow. Right? Okay. Uh, well, then I guess they got so big that uh, some overseas manufacturers saw them and yeah. said, okay, you know, we don't have copyright laws over here. So mm. they stole it. I mean, took the picture of my model in it uh, and sold them. I'm telling you, I sold hundreds. Yeah. I get on their page, they're selling thousands. Wow. And I've seen people. In a doing it for the fly big girls knockoff because the material is different. Yeah. The sweatshirt that we had, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's soft on the inside. Mm -hmm. It's it's a thicker material. The ones they have slinky dinky, yeah. you know. But that's see, crazy, yeah. But to see someone take your idea and yeah, you've made thousands of dollars on it, but their cap is millions, yeah, and yeah. I have to go to my vendor and say, hey, I need more of these, and they're like. Well, no, we're not making anymore. They're out of season. Mm -hmm. And so when that happened, it kind of knocked me out. Yeah. And so, but I have so many customers come back and say, hey, I want another doing it for the fly big girl. Do you have any more of these? Yeah. I'd rather shop with you. So now I'm at a place where, okay, it's not going to be the doing it for the fly big girl that the old, that the manufacturers are now making yeah. on their own. Because I've even seen it on Shein. You know wow. what I mean? I've seen wow. it in a lot of places. I've seen some of my vendors, uh -huh. uh, well, we have a website where you can go to and shop at different vendors. 
I've seen doing it for the Fly B girls on that. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. It made me happy at the at first. And I was like, yeah. well, we've made it big time. <laughs> but to see thousands and thousands, of, tens of thousands of people go onto their website and shop my look, and I don't make a dollar or a dime. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So now wow. I'm at a place where it's time to reinvent it. Okay, yeah. what else? Because doing it for the Fly B girls, that was cool five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's, what's happening now? So, yeah. That's crazy. So how do you protect yourself? Or can you even protect yourself against it? Man. And if not, like what lessons do you learn and implement to, you know, be able to capture more of the market? Because they got, they sold thousands, right. you know. Right. And so there was a, a, a need or a mm-hmm. demand for it in the market. <laughs> you know, it was just your capacity to be able to handle so all handle this. It. How do you deal with it? And then like, what are you doing now to position yourself position to be able to Position myself yeah. for it. Okay, so... Uh, to deal with it, man. First, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, dealing with it, I started. Um, I consulted with a few lawyers. Okay. Um, okay. Nothing I can do about it because, yeah. um, well, basically, what they were telling me was that because of the international laws of copywriting, it's going to cost you way more to, to go it. and try to fight yeah. manufacturers that you don't even know the name of them because they come under these ghost companies. Mm. Uh, and you go and try to fight them, and you're, it's a lot of money wasted. And yeah. they're like, how much capital do you have? The, the first lawyer told me, how much capital do you have? Yeah. That was the first <laughs> question he had for me yeah. because he said to go and fight that. And then yeah. it's basically just words on a shirt, uh-huh. right? So in order to copyright here in America, there has to be a lot of intricate details that go into actually copywriting it. Yeah. And even though that process will probably be meaningful in the long run, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was necessary for me to fight that. It's just time to go back to the drawing board. So what am I doing now? Um, I don't know if I'm I'm really doing anything to protect it from doing that again. It's a part of it. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now I'm looking at it as, okay, let's compete. Yeah. Right. If you if you you can sell the knockoff, but now that I see that my ideas is not just big enough for hundreds of people, yeah. but it's good enough for thousands for sure. and thousands, Change tens the game of thousands. Now. Okay, yeah. yeah. So now and then I looked at their strategy. Basically, they sponsor posts uh, okay. to plus size uh, women because I would be on Facebook and it. I'm sorry. No, you and it would both mostly be on Facebook. And okay. I'd be on Facebook doing it for the flat bigger. And my model's picture, and yeah. so what they'll do, they'll cut the head off, you know. They um, use the model picture and everything. <laughs> they cut off, oh, man. So many of my models have come back and said, somebody sent me this picture. Is this your brand? Did yeah. they buy it from you? Uh, but I, I, got, I got a few things in my back pocket. Yeah. Um, more so, I need um, someone better at social media than I am. Okay. Uh, just to, how do I even appeal to so many thousands of people? Yeah. What, what did they spend? Tell yeah. me what to spend so I can make sure that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a, that's the first thing. Yeah. It's just to be competitive, you know, not to look at them as, because uh, at first I was thinking, oh, this is the devil. But no, yeah, yeah. you know what? This is business. And it's what happens in business. Not Absolutely. Happen. Um, I'm flattered, but now it's time to get to business. Yeah. And so um, the next go round of things, um, I'm just going to keep, Keep moving forward. I had to tell myself, hey, 
They stole it. They can't yeah. steal it. They don't have my brain. For sure. They might sure. have the old idea, but yeah. they don't have the new one. And by the time they get the new one, I'll be on to the next one. Yeah. I had to change my mindset about that. But you know what's so cool about it is it's, it's validation, too. Mm -hmm. Because even though you didn't make, you know what I'm saying, all the money off of it because mm -hmm. somebody bootlegged it or knocked it off, it still validated what you said, the, the creative ability that you have. You know what I'm saying? You can put, and see, that's the thing with this whole new market now is it's, it's based on who can be the most creative. Mm -hmm. um, how can you take an idea, mm -hmm. put that ideal into the marketplace that's unique to what mm -hmm. you're trying to do, and, you know what I'm saying, sell a lot of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what they don't have. Right. They might have the manufacturing capacity to mm -hmm. be able to push out a lot of stuff, but they got to rely on individuals like yourself to, to drive the, the, you know what I'm saying, I, the creativity. I called one of them on the platform that uh, we utilize, and I said, I'm on here shopping for my clothes, regular yeah. clothes to stock into the boutique, and I see something that I created. Mm -hmm. So I called the vendor because I've actually shopped with him. Like, okay. You buying bootleg stuff now? <laughs> but basically, I called him and I said, hey, um, these are our designs. Yeah. Could you please remove those from your website? We have the original pictures. Same thing I had to do with Shein. Okay. Um, and he called me back mm -hmm. and he was like, how about we work together? Wow. Um, how about you send your ideas and I manufacture your ideas? Okay. And um, initially, it sounded great. Mm -hmm. But then uh, just speaking with certain manufacturers here in America, and I know knew that this guy was in America, but most of his manufacturing came out of uh, China. Okay. Uh, I had one of my vendors to tell me not to do it. Okay. And so I don't know if that was a good decision or not. Yeah. However, he just told me that if you do that, you're giving your ideas to someone that's going to mass produce it and sell it to someone else over there, and that you're gonna be feeding your idea to the people that are that's stealing it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even though I was gonna be able to capitalize off of from them manufacturing it, yeah, I did look at it like, okay, yeah, if I gave you this and you just yeah. went on, you know, in America, if you get things manufactured in America, there are more rights. And more okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so um, I was like, yeah, nah. Yeah, you know, but that's but, still um, cool, though. Yeah, it is. I'm telling you, God has blessed me a lot because uh, manufacturing some of my own looks, like working with the T-shirt lab and creating hundreds of looks was great. Mm -hmm. But then when I saw that um, they, they have it on a thousand, they're selling tens of thousands. Yeah. Okay, you know I want to sell that much. And so now it's like, all right, I'm getting something from one person and taking it to the T-shirt lab and having them ink it up. Yeah. Well, what about if I put all that process in one house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I prayed about it, and God sent me a vendor who was branching out from the company that he was working in and wow. saying, uh, hey, I want to start making more things, yeah. and I want to do my own thing, and if you are willing to work with me, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And I started telling him some of my ideas, and... The one thing about him, man, he's a praying man. We never met each other, and I and never met each other. Yeah. I only talked on the phone. And he said, can I pray for you? And I said, yeah, go ahead. And then once he finished praying, he said, I think we're going to do well for each other. And even if I can't make money yeah. working with you, if I need to put you into any of my connects yeah. to help you, I will because I believe in you. Wow. And so, hey. We are now at the place where we are ready to do those things. So you got guy. some big stuff coming. And that came from somebody bootlegging your stuff, putting it on their site, and well, then you're reaching out to them? Okay, so I reached out to those people. Okay. 
Um, but then I had another vendor uh, that I bought uh, dresses and uh, okay. certain dresses. And, stuff. and we were talking one day. I don't even know how we got into a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him about the idea of getting it manufactured through those people. What yeah. He was like, he was, t he was the one that told me, you know, no, nah, I don't think that's a good idea because what I know of Chinese vendors is they yeah, instantaneously yeah. get your idea, say, okay, I'm going to make it. And then I'm going to go and sell it to some other people. Yeah. Now, that's not anything against all Chinese manufacturers. Uh, it's just the way that... But the fact that on an American website, you're selling the bootlegs when everything here is actually supposed to be manufactured. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. come in as a manufacturer, but you're selling other people's products <laughs> plus other people. You're using other people's pictures. Yeah. It just wasn't trustworthy. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and I'm all about trustworthy when it comes to spending my money. I have to make sure that I can trust yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's a big part of it for sure. But uh, from hearing that... The guy that I was on the phone with said, I want to help you. I've been yeah. in. See, he he worked for one of my vendors. But okay. then he decided to branch out and start manufacturing on his own. Gotcha. And he's made a lot of relationships. So one of my one of my goals was to move to L.A. Because a lot okay. of my clothing comes out of L.A. Was to move to L.A. and um, put my feet on the ground. Because I would go out there a lot. Mm -hmm. But because... I don't know what it was, yeah. but I would knock on doors that would say, nah, we're good. We don't yeah. want to manufacture. We don't want to make. We we deal with our own people. What do you mean knock on doors? Like, what does that so, look like? I would go to different vendors and I okay. would say, hey, okay, I see that you make this, but I have a few ideas. Are you willing uh, to collaborate and yeah. let's talk about um, changing some of these looks or okay. bringing in some new trends or some new styles that I have some ideas in? A lot of them were like, no, they thought I was just talking. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going out here for two or three days yeah. and I'm not coming up with anything. I think I need to move there yeah. so that I can put my <laughs> feet on the ground and actually, because, you know, it's expensive to, to travel there a lot. But yeah. I'm like, okay, I can just go move there, put my feet on the ground and build there. But it was like year after year of thinking I can do that. Yeah. Was, I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, but God started opening up other doors. Like I said, that conversation from that guy when he yeah. heard me say I want to start making, he was like, "No, no, 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 don't move here. Yeah. It costs too much to live here. You stay where you are." Mm -hmm. And he started he started showing me other things to do, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. other people to contact, um, other ways of going about business while I'm sitting in my house For sure. and not having to be in L.A. But having people run that in L.A. Um, and then I mean in other. Uh, some of my other vendors contacted me and started asking me to review clothing for them and okay. help them. So it was just, uh, even though my mind thought move to L.A., yeah. God came through and just said, I'm going to bring L.A. to you. I'm going to start opening oh, your yeah, mind and dope. opening up doors for you that you you didn't know you had. Yeah. So, yeah, I got a that's Rolodex. I got for a Rolodex sure. of people um, to contact. So that's, that's where I'm looking to go into is, uh, because what I'm finding is, you know, like I said, I started when there was like four or five main major boutiques out, but yeah. now it's so many. And now we're like uh, crabs in a bucket trying to get yeah. one look. One okay. look can okay. sell out uh, from a vendor so fast where it used to be on there for mm -hmm. weeks. Now it's on there for a day and they're gone. Okay. Um, because it's so many people tapping into uh, selling clothing. Gotcha. And so... Though I love it and I don't mind the competition, yeah, yeah. I need, I want to 
set myself apart and I want to start got to, creating. Yeah. So that's where I'm looking to go. That's what's up. Yeah. So coming up on 10 years, mm-hmm. at what point did in the business did you realize, okay, I, I got something like, you know what I'm saying? This is something that I could really, really do. Was it like a customer testimonial? Was it a financial reward? Like at what Ooh. point were you like, all right, we're going to make this work? Yeah. Um, like I said, working a full-time job and also uh, having a business is hard. Yeah. So when COVID came, now mm-hmm. mind you, that was just, what, two, three years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when COVID came, I mean, business blew up, but I had more time. I was at home. I was working from home. Gotcha. Um, and so I had so much time to give into it, and so the revenue mm. from that year uh, just amazed me. Okay. And I just, boy, I turned into the incredible hug. I was <laughs> like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that and the doing it for the Fly Big Girl sweatshirt, um, that was when I knew my brain could produce an idea produce something dope, that yeah. other people could mess with and they, they vibe with and they're coming to invest in it. Yeah. Um, so that was those two. First doing it for the Fly Big Girls uh-huh. was when I knew I had a hit. Okay. When I had people wait year long and... Start wow. September emailing me, hey, when is this sweatshirt coming back? Mm-hmm. When I would get all of those emails, I knew, okay, I'm making some noise. Yeah. But in 2020, when I saw what putting muscle behind creativity could okay. do, it was like, yeah, yeah. I got I got some muscle working. behind creativity. I yep. liked it. So, mm-hmm. so what did the muscle piece look like? Was it just more infrastructure? Was it you had mentioned your website? Was it mm-hmm. changing up the website to make it more user well, friendly? Like what, what I, did the muscle look like? What I mean by muscle is like you can have an idea, okay. but an idea in your brain is just an idea in your brain. For it's sure. just there. Uh-huh. But what I mean by putting the muscle behind it is actually uh, working to turn that idea into something tangible. Yeah. And actually, uh, just going towards your dreams, yeah. fighting for yourself, saying, okay, I'm going to do it, um, is what I mean by putting that muscle behind your creativity. Like, you can be very creative, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you don't go and take the first step, yeah. if you don't go and just say, I'm going to bet on me this time, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Like, it was a lot of times I will order... Thousands of dollars worth of inventory. I don't know yeah. what it looks like, but I'm about to bring it in. And then on top of uh, paying a thousand dollars, I gotta go and pay T-shirt Lab to take my idea. I'm sitting on my phone trying to figure out what do I want something to look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go and invest into T-shirt Lab to do it and mm-hmm. bring it back. That that takes courage, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Because sometimes you don't have it. You just uh-huh. want to see, hey, what are my ideas? They're gonna pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it pops, it's just it's amazing. It makes it it makes yeah. it that much more worth so it because. Put, Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You got to put that muscle behind your creativity. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. We're going we probably going to title this one Muscle <laughs> Muscle Behind Creativity. Okay. I don't know. We're going to come up with something else. Okay. So, thinking about where you at right now, like mm-hmm. what is I know you're saying you're thinking about getting or you're getting into like the manufacturing mm-hmm. piece, but what's what's next for Figure 8? Uh, that is what's next for Figure 8. What's okay. next for Figure 8 is um better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um a change of website. Uh, okay. that's the first thing we're doing. Uh, more branding. Okay. Um, I just recently got all my envelopes with Figure Eight Curve on it, so okay. you can get that experience. Just, there, yeah. yeah, just as soon as you see, uh, because I had generic packaging at first. Okay, but to have that uh, packaging with Figure Eight Curve on it, 
I think it is just going to bring a level. It, it excites me when I put it in the mailbox yeah, to see yeah. that name on it. So it should excite my customers when they see, okay, I got it. So it's just an experience from the jump. Okay. Uh, so that's that's the one thing that I'm focused on right now is bettering the customer experience. Um, and then also going into manufacturing. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I have a lot of ideas, and I can't just house them in the brain that I have. Um, I want to make sure that I get them out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's key. That's key. Um, and that's what so many people stumble up at mm-hmm. is we have these grand ideals mm-hmm. and honestly thoughts rule the world. So if you can think it honestly, you can put it into play and you can mm-hmm. make it happen. But we get stuck there. We don't mm-hmm. take that action step. And you know what I'm saying? That muscle piece that you spoke about mm-hmm. is I think it's going to help a lot of people out because they got to realize that, Yo, it don't matter how much you sit back and you think about this until you put one foot in front of the next foot, mm-hmm. nothing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then once you get going, what I found for me is, you know, the thing that you're fearing the most, once you face it, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Even that big of a yeah, because to hear you say you invested thousands of dollars, then you get the products unseen, mm-hmm. you order them unseen, you don't know what mm-hmm. it's going to look like for it to come in, then it'll take another step of faith to invest even more money. And now you got to go out and sell it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of people just don't follow through on all Next of that. Next thing you got to do is go pay a model. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got the whole marketing yeah. that goes behind it. You have to do everything, and you have to plan it, actually. Yeah. It takes planning. You got to know, okay, because just putting something on someone is not going to sell it, but it's yeah. you have to sell a feeling, mm-hmm. right? And, and when you see it, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how this sounds, but I actually get turned on by fashion, not yeah, yeah. in a sexual sense, but it makes my the hair on my arm stand up because sure. it, it makes me happy when I see, okay, I thought of this, I put this together. Yeah, I took this beautiful woman who was gorgeous, but then I put her on the shoes, I put her on the make. well, I have a great makeup artist. Shout out to Exotic Ends. Okay. Or um, enhancements now. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, and we put the outfit on them, and it all comes together. Yeah. And people like it and love it, and they share it with other people. It's just, that's an amazing thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you have yeah. to be, you have to feel it. When you are getting into business, you have to, it almost has to be your child. It is your child. Yeah, yeah. It is your child. You have to raise, you have to nurture, you have to care for it. Even when you're mad at it, you still yeah. have to show up for it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just, it's a child. Yeah. It's a child and you have to raise it. It is. And you got to put a lot of time into mm-hmm. it. And, you know, it's, it's just so interesting, you know, because it's, it's an evolution. Um, mm-hmm. Not only does the business evolve, but you as a business owner, you have to evolve yeah. almost faster than the business if you don't, you know what I'm saying, keep mm-hmm. up with it. That's why I was asking you about like your education because mm-hmm. to have a, a, a online boutique that's growing as fast as yours is growing, I know mm-hmm. that education has to be like a huge part of oh, it. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. Um, I've actually been studying up. The guy that wrote 10 Pillars of Wealth is an SEO uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what SEO means, don't even ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Search engine optimization. But there we yeah. go. Come uh-huh. on, see, yeah. Well, um, reading his book made me say, okay, I need one of these, yeah. right? Uh, because I need to be able to be found in all the places. Like, yeah. so I was hard, I've been hard headed a lot in okay. this business. I'm a tough cookie, I'm a hard headed person. Uh, but then I had to learn to humble myself. Um, okay. And Good to great. That was one of the things that he speaks on is 
the most humblest CEO is almost the best CEO. Mm. The person that's not all about I, 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 but we, we, we is actually going to take a company very far. And so I'm learning to humble myself and also not be afraid to ask for help because with with help, I'm going to grow bigger than I could ever take us so yeah that's where we are what did the um the entrepreneur spirit come from did you grow up in a home that you had entrepreneurs or it was just something you got bit by the entrepreneur bug and decided to just eventually jump out there well my dad um is an entrepreneur and he okay. is hustle man. <laughs> we call him hustle man but no he's a barber and um he went into partnership with someone uh when i was young and opened okay. up his own barbershop but I grew up with him uh, cutting hair out of the kitchen. Okay. Uh, my dad always, okay, so my first time hustling, uh, my dad had some watermelon suckers. Okay. And I remember at school, our teacher would bring us some every now and then. Mm-hmm. So they were like a delicacy. They yeah. were a luxury. And my dad brought home a whole bunch of them one time. I was like, oh, okay. But he said this <laughs> is for his young men at the barbershop. He give those out to the kids gotcha. at the barbershop. Okay. I was like, okay, well, one time I took a whole bunch of them. I went to school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, hey, I got the suckers, guys, 25 cent a pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then I franchised it. If you want to say I had a friend <laughs> in another class, yeah. I said, okay, listen, you sell them for 30 cent. Yeah. Bring me back 15 cent. You give, so hey, I'm making money, even though I might not be getting 25 cent. <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> this was literally probably second or third grade, I think. Okay, yeah. It was my friend Candace. Uh, so I think it was about third grade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And from then on, I've always, I used to sell tapes of things in high school. I, I mean, I've always had, a, I need some money. I want some money. And I yeah. and I teach that to my students. I'm also a teacher. So I teach that to my students now. Like, if there is something that people want. Yeah. All you have to do is provide a way for them to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can make some money. I tell my students all the time, they say, I don't have a job. I can't get a job. Yeah. You see those leaves on the ground? If you can go and buy a $4.99 or $3.99, you can go to Dollar Tree and get some uh, garbage bags. Yeah. You can go out there and, and tell those people, hey, I'm going to get your leaves up, $50. Sure. And now you done took that $3, and now you made $50. Yeah. You're probably $47. It's about seeing opportunity. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's about seeing opportunity, understanding that you can provide a service that will get some, that will get you some money and help someone else out. You just got to figure out how to help people. Yeah. Speaking of teaching, and mm-hmm. I'm, um, I don't know if you offer like any consulting, but with 10 years of experience in this industry, I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that, you know, run into brick walls mm-hmm. trying to get into this industry. Is that something that you, you offer? Do you offer any courses or any consulting that people can pay for? It is not for? something that I offer. Okay. Um, but it is something that I've thought about um, okay. offering. Um, in the past, I've been so focused on bettering myself in the business that it was like, how can I help someone else when I don't know what yeah, I'm yeah. doing? Uh, but now that I'm at a, at a place where I feel like I have mastered so much in yeah. this boutique business i am willing to help others okay um just reach out to me now this might not be just very free but reach yeah. out <laughs> no no no. We, we definitely don't expect it to be free no. honestly man i think that's the new hack is yeah, paying for is. information uh-huh, because yeah, yeah. you got 10 years of experience mm-hmm. in this industry i can spend 10 years and try to learn it mm-hmm. or i can say Brittany, yo 
how much can I pay you to download 10 years of information to me? Right. in, you know, 30 days. Right. And now I'm, you know, I'm in the game. I know the information that you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, nah, people mm-hmm. definitely will pay for it. They definitely will. Um, I just think, I don't know. I think at one point I was in a place where I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do all of that. I want to just make sure I'm taking care of my business. But yeah. now... Uh, you can't stop people from being in the business, but what you can do is help people yeah, be in yeah, the yeah. business. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. iron sharpens iron, and if you want, uh, it's just about networking. And if I know that if I help someone else, someone else can help me. Um, yeah, and then yeah. again, like I, you like you said, I have a lot of experience, so it's a lot of do's and don'ts that I know uh, that other people don't oh, yeah. know. And I and I watch them grow. And I and sometimes I look and I'm like, mm, girl, don't do that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I am at a place now where I would love to help other people yeah. grow in their business. Um, I've even thought about, you know, I'm not a real photographer per se, mm-hmm. but I've even thought about offering my services. I would have so, never knew. I thought you had a professional photographer oh, that took all good. your pictures. Well, then yeah. Let me stop saying I'm not a real photographer. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm, um, that is something that I've thought about uh, offering to other uh, local boutiques is, and even people that are not local that's willing to pay for me to get there, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, is to help them with their uh, content and branding yeah. uh, and, and staging their clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this has been good. We're coming up on an hour. So mm-hmm. what I want to do is uh, I want you to let people know how they can keep up with you, okay. how they can um, find the boutique mm-hmm. online, uh, any of your, your personal social media and things mm-hmm. like that, and any advice that you have. Again, okay. you know, on the other side of the camera is an entrepreneur who's going to be watching this interview. Right. And they want to break into this industry. They want to break into something when mm-hmm. it comes to entrepreneurship. And there's something that's holding them back, whether it's mentally, they don't know what the next step is. So any type of advice that you can offer um, – to them to help them move forward. That'll be great. Listen, I don't know, man. I hope you guys got a lot out of this interview. She talked uh, extensively about, you know, the boutique. How do you get in the industry? The mindset really is the biggest thing because you can find the technical, you know, how to in, to get into this industry. But the mindset is really what I hope you guys tapped into. If you enjoy this content, do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification button so that when we continue to drop content like this, you'll be the first one to, uh, to get the information. Also, drop some fire in the comment for Brittany and all the game that she's been able to give out to you guys. And be sure, I'm going to drop all her information in the description. Be sure to go to her boutique, support her. Uh, reach out to her as well if you guys need some consulting. You're thinking about getting into the industry. She might can, you know, shorten that gap for you guys. So be sure to reach out. I'll put our information at the, uh, in, the, in the description below. Brittany, with that being said, I know you've given out a massive amount of game mm-hmm. already. But uh, let people know how they can keep up with you and any closing advice you have. The stage Ooh. is yours. Gotcha. All right. So uh, you can follow my boutique on Instagram and Facebook at Figure 8 Curve. That's F-I-G-U-R-E, the number 8, C-U-R-V-E. Don't put an S on that curve. It is curve. <laughs> uh, my personal uh, Instagram is Birds Fly Higher. Find it. <laughs> um, but no, uh, your my, my biggest advice is to keep going. 